Welcome to Dear Wallflower, your podcast advice column for the woman who desires to deepen and beautify her inner world. Every week, we'll answer a letter from listeners just like you, who are looking for insight and wisdom on the most pressing questions in their story right now. Make sure to stay with us until the end to hear our weekly recommendations on books, movies, music, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We're so glad you're here. Grab a cup of tea and come on in. Welcome, dear listeners, to this episode of Dear Wallflower, a podcast for the woman with a deep inner world. I'm your host, Kelia Clarkson. I'm an actress, writer, filmmaker, and the editor-in-chief of Wallflower Journal. And today I am missing my regular co-host, Jessica, as she celebrates the completion of her PhD with a much-deserved trip throughout the UK. But to fill in today, I have a special guest. Kayla Craig is the author of the recently released Every Season Sacred, a book filled with prayers and reflections to guide you and your family through the year. She is also the creator of Liturgies for Parents, an Instagram account that Christianity Today called Essential for Parenting, where she shares beautiful, nourishing, relevant prayers for parents to borrow whatever moment of life they might be facing. Kayla lives in Iowa with her husband and their four children. And I am so glad to have her with us today. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like your voice has already just welcomed me into a space of peace. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have such a wonderful letter that we're going to be exploring today. But first, let's get into our pre-letter segment of the show called Roses and Thorns, where we recount our highs and lows of the week, starting with our thorn something that left us feeling dry or depleted or frustrated that week, and finishing off with our rose, something that fostered our inner world, brought us joy, or built us up that week. So Kayla, what was your thorn and what was your rose this week? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I love the, I love this because we do it around the table uh, when <laughs> our lives are a little calmer, <laughs> you know, when nobody has practice and everybody's home and there are no meetings. And so I love these kind of highs and lows. And so I think the thorn would be that one of my kiddos, you know, this kind of fall season, there's so much transition and Mm -hmm. he's struggling with some anxiety and it's so hard not to be able to fix it for him, you know? And Mm -hmm. so um, I'm just, I'm just hoping and praying and trying to find the resources that he needs um, so we can equip him in, in what he needs to kind of flourish. So that that has been difficult and real, you know? Um, and I think Rose is um, having some great friends, even if they're not local, that I have been able to check in with. Um, who live all across the country and I use Voxer a lot to send voice messages. And it just, I feel like this week I really felt seen, even though we aren't physically seeing each other, there's just been like some really thoughtful check-ins and um, just somebody to be there in the celebration and Mm -hmm. in the grief and kind of in all of it. So I feel really grateful for that. That's such an incredible gift. And what I find is that a lot of my closest friends live nowhere near me. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves connecting over FaceTime or text all the time. And that really is such a gift that we can't forget, okay, we don't have a friend right in front of us, but you have a friend across the country you can still talk to. Yeah. It's amazing, Rose. Yeah. Well, 
my thorn this week was um, that there was just less fall weather. We were actually excited to have a few very autumnal days. Um, it were, you know, there was mist kind of sweeping over the, the mountains and it was very moody and I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. And then it got up to about a hundred yesterday. <laughs> so it's a little <laughs> bit sad. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but my rose was, um, my husband and I, every Saturday have a, a little, a date night that we go on. And, uh, so we see a movie and before we see the movie, we go and stop to get some sandwiches. And so we had gotten our sandwiches and we were going to go to this park nearby, a little bit up in the mountains. And, um, it was totally full and we were a little like, Hmm, we don't want to sit around just a a bunch of people having birthday parties. Let's go a little further. (laughs) And so we came across this outlook that was totally just free of anybody. It was just totally empty. And it had this perfect little bench that felt like it was just for us. That was outlooking, just overlooking the entire city. And it was just so, just amazing. Just a little rose that was totally unexpected. And wow. um, now we're going to be going back there to eat our sandwiches every week. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Those little glimmers, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just a couple of things before we move on to our letter for today. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review. It helps to boost the podcast and get it in front of other people who might enjoy it and get something from it. And we would love to encourage you to send in your own letter to dearwallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. We would be honored to have the opportunity to speak into the issues that you are facing today. Okay, so let's move on to our letter, which covers the subject of passing on your faith to your children when you feel unprepared. Dear Wallflower, I became a Christian a few years ago and I'm now getting ready to have children. While I have done my best to cultivate a faith that is deep with the help of my husband who was raised Christian, I cannot help but feel like I am behind every other woman and mother who grew up in the faith and an inadequate example. I feel unprepared to pass on my faith to my children because I never had that modeled for me as a child. I didn't grow up in a house that openly spoke about God and encouraged a relationship with him. So while my personal relationship with him has grown significantly, I feel like I don't know how to do this for someone else. I want to start traditions and instill a love for God in my children and desire and a desire to know him about him, but I am at a loss on how to do that effectively. Do you have any ideas on how to begin? Signed, unprepared, but hopeful. So I think this is such a relevant feeling for those who did not grow up in wonderful homes that were nourishing their their faith as children and didn't lead them to the, the gift of a relationship with God from the start. Um, and it sounds like our writer doesn't want to go down the same path, doesn't want to make the same errors. So what are your thoughts for a writer, Kayla? Mm, oh my goodness. As I was listening to that, I just thought, you know, there's there's so many of us that have so many questions and we want to share our faith with our kids. And yet it feels so big that we don't want to get it wrong. We want to have the right answer. But the thing is, is that 
none of us have the right (laughs) answers all the time. You know, we don't always know there are some things that are difficult to explain. And so I think first off, I would just say that, you know, for this, this writer that, um, they can probably take some of that pressure off of their shoulders because Mm -hmm. that's not theirs to hold in the first place. And so what gives me so much comfort is knowing that I have four kids, knowing that Mm -hmm. God loves my kids so much more than I can even fathom. I feel like my love for them, you know, could explode Mm -hmm. and um, that, and that God's love is bigger for me and for them. And that always gives me comfort because there are questions that I don't have answers to. The kids mm. ask fantastic questions of little <laughs> ones all the way up to teens and beyond, right? Like we're always kind of working out our faith and, and figuring things out and learning and unlearning. And, um, you know, my husband grew up in a very, um, kind of strict context, evangelical context that his dad was a pastor. And in so many ways, he has had to let let some of what he learned go and relearn things. And I kind of was more in and out of church growing up. And so when I first dated, dated my husband, I kind of felt like, am I not Christian enough because I don't have the background that he has? Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like I'm coming in with almost a a closer relationship. Like I haven't had to take some of that baggage away, you know, because some people, um, you know, they might've grown up in quote unquote, a Christian home and then had to unlearn some things that maybe didn't ring true about, about who God is and about who God is in our lives. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of why I wrote every season sacred was so that there could be some scaffolding for, parents who are in the thick of it, who have questions of their own, who want to share faith with their kids, but don't have all the answers or maybe are unlearning or relearning for the first time, you know, like this letter. And so every season sacred is a, what I hope to be a resource that can kind of be a scaffolding when you aren't sure, you know, how to build this in to your very full, very real, very complicated lives. Yeah. So I mean, that's such a great point that you made because our writer expresses feeling really behind mm-hmm. every other woman that grew up in the faith, that grew up knowing God, that had the, you know, example of of parents that um introduced her to faith, right? But I think that's such a great point that you bring up is and and we, we don't understand this and I, I can completely ident or I can identify with our um, with our letter writer as someone that also came to faith a little bit later. We don't see people who grew up in the faith as potentially having their own things to learn for the first time, just like we are, and also unlearn. And that's such a, a blessing in a way uh, for us who came to faith just a little bit later that we are able to form our faith as adults and figure out what really makes sense to us and um, kind of put to get place together this, this faith that, that is beautiful and good and true and not influenced by um, sort people and sources that we might have grown up and gone, I really don't, I don't think that's true. So 
What I'm curious about is in your personal experience as someone that is raising children to love God, what has seemed to speak to your children the most when you are introducing them to your faith? What has kept them invested and asking those fantastic questions that you talked about and sparked their interest in knowing God? Yeah, I think that's so good. I think kids have such an innate curiosity. Um, and, and I see that in my kids. And I think it's just this gift from God that sometimes as we get older, we we unlearn that. We unlearn that as a value of mm-hmm. asking questions and getting curious. And I call it holy curiosity, right? Like God isn't afraid of our questions. And the more questions we ask, sometimes it's the closer we can get to Jesus. So I love that. And I love being able to encourage them um, and say, that that is a good question. Like, what do you think about that? And how, how I mean, how might we learn more? Um, maybe we turn to scripture, maybe we talk to a neighbor, you know, like whatever it is entering into that, I think encourages them to ask more questions. As you, If you shut down a question, you're probably not going to get more questions. And so I try to make a space where uh, they can share those. Cause I think no matter what, they're going to have wonderings, they're going to get curious. They're going to, you know, ask why things happen and we don't always have an answer, um, but I think just encouraging curiosity and, and reminding them that um, in in all of it, that God is with us, um, even in the unknowns, I think can really be comforting to a kid um, because so much of their lives are very black and white, right? Like this, they go to school or, you know, they, they have kind of these set rhythms and routines and family life and at school, church, whatever. But um, my hope is that these are conversations that we're having all the time kind of integrated into our, you know, seemingly ordinary days, right? Where we can talk about, you know, when we read the news, when we hear um, a headline, we can talk about like where God is and all of that. And that's something that I've tried to do. I don't always do it well, but I've tried to start that pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just always a part of our day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that we try to integrate talking to God, listening to God, experiencing God in new ways, um, even when they were very, very little. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the idea of holy curiosity because I think it can feel a little bit sometimes like, well, I can't dwell too much on that question because th- that question probably is 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 questioning too many other things about God, and I can't go into that, you know, uncharted territory. But I yeah. think you're so right that no question is too big for God, and I love the idea of holy curiosity, and I even think that our writer can see the potential in the questions that her children, her future children are going to ask that she might not immediately have the answer to, but she can see the potential to learn alongside with them and to think, you know, I never thought about that. That's actually a really interesting question. Let's figure this out together. Let's read about this. Let's, let's read this book together. Let me read it to you and we can Mm -hmm. learn more about all of the the different you know theories or ideas about this particular facet of of God that we don't yet understand. Um, I think that's such a great 
a great idea. So here's another question, because what I hear from mothers who have more than one child says every single mother says, wow, all of my children are so different. (laughs) And so what I would love to know as a mother of four, I'm sure you have a lot of experience with, wow, this child's need is totally different from this child's need. What, how do different personalities, have you seen that different personalities need to engage with God differently? And have you found this in your own children? What is helpful, you know, to maybe the kid that, um, that struggles to sit down and, and listen for a long time, or maybe the kid that actually really likes to know all of the, um, the definitions and, and the, you know, what does this mean, word mean? What have you found in, in that way that how different personalities need to engage with God differently? What have you done to help kind of usher your, your children with their different personalities into their faith? Yeah. My kids are between the ages of seven and 13 and two joined our family through adoption. And I gave birth to two of them and they really, really do kind of vary in their personality and their strengths and preferences and their abilities. My daughter has Down syndrome and has a variety of disabilities. Um, She doesn't speak with words. She communicates in other ways. She's the queen (laughs) of giving us certain looks and we know what those mean, right? But, um, you know, so I always tell my kids that I experience God in different ways through looking at each of them. And when I look at them, I, I do, I feel like I see see the face of God, right? Like they were all made in the image of God. And I see that and learn in different ways in, in just knowing them and getting to see what makes them um, curious, what makes them shine, what makes them, you know, hurt, what, what breaks their hearts. It's different things, you know? And I just love that because our God is so expansive. And mm-hmm. so as a parent, you see that in your kids, you know, you see these different kind of strengths and and also their struggles. And so I find that just, you know, being with them and learning with them, I start to, you know, see my own life a little differently and say, okay, well, I would maybe would have never approached this the way you have, but let's, let's enter into that. You know, I have a child that doesn't sit still very often. I have another one who's very introverted and likes to go upstairs in his room and play Legos and shut the door. I have one that's very social, you know, so we just like, (laughs) we're always kind of learning from each other and trying to figure it out as we go. But I think there is something that's really sacred about kind of getting these, um, yeah, these little glimmers of God and watching them um, figure out who they are and who God made them to be. And so have you seen, you know, with your introverted child versus your outgoing one versus the one that doesn't know how to sit still for very long, Yeah, have you seen that they all interact with God really differently? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, something that we try to do, and this doesn't happen all the time, but when we do have dinner all together as a family, we try to make that a priority as much as possible. But, you know, in light of practices and meetings and all these different things. But 
we do kind of highs and lows, and then we share some open-ended questions. And mm-hmm. that's a value to me. Um, my background is in journalism. And, mm-hmm. you know, you if you say a yes or no question, you're probably not going to get the answer <laughs> that, that that was really true, you know? And you probably have that with podcasting too, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. ask questions that cultivate, um, you know, growth and cultivate connection, yeah. And so we always have kind of these open-ended questions, just one or two. And and um, I have examples of those all throughout every season sacred, but it's so interesting to see how they approach answering them. You know, hmm. one might not want to answer at all. And then three days later, after he's processed it, he's hmm. like, you know, I was thinking about this. And I have one who's like, he's raising his hand, like, <laughs> as I'm still asking the question, you know, like, he's so eager. Um, but we also take turns praying. And we have no rule of how to pray. Just pray from your heart. And it is so beautiful to hear the things that will come out, you know, and sometimes they're being goofy and they're not concentrating or one is fighting with another or whatever. But then you have these Mm. moments where it's like, wow, where did that come from? And they all do it a little differently. But um, this last night, my son, we were shopping and it was my oldest son. I had to take him to get a flu shot and we looked at the toys and we ended up looking at um, how the Halloween costumes had been Mm -hmm. out. And we saw that there was an adaptive costume and uh, we thought of our, my daughter that has disabilities. And then there was a, like an add on for her wheelchair that she could get (laughs) to turn her wheelchair, you know, into a spaceship. And we were like, that's so cool. You know, that, that, is offered. And then that was kind of the end of it. And then when we were praying, he was like, thank you, God, that, that there are stores with, um, things out there for, for kids like Eliza. And I was just like, so moved, like to see that tenderness and, um, reminded me to give thanks for that. And I just felt like that was such a beautiful glimpse into his heart and into his relationship, um, Mm -hmm. with God. That is such a beautiful story. And oh my goodness, I I have no doubt that you're going to be treasuring it for years to come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what I hear you saying a lot is, I think you're advising our writer to not place so much pressure on herself to stick the landing, to have a perfect example of a perfect faith to pass on to her kids, but instead to kind of jump into the deep end and allow some things to maybe not work and maybe learn things in the process and learn alongside her children and just kind of accept the um, the fact that she won't have every answer and won't know exactly what to do all the time. But that's okay because God knows and God yeah. will lead her as their mother, as, as the woman that he has chosen to raise these children, he will lead her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a, a beautiful, um, image to take on. And, you know, as someone who also came to faith later, what I found a lot was that being in community with Christians who were truly and deeply, um, committed to their faith really helped me to water my own faith 
and to make it one that I was just so inspired and um, excited to delve into more deeply. And so if there's one thing that I feel like I would just love to throw in um, to a writer's mind, it's that surround yourself with people whose faith you are so inspired by and always learn something new from. Surround your children with those people. And you can learn alongside your children with those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I just think that it's such a gift to not see your faith as something that you're doing all on your own, but to involve other people that you trust into um, building up your faith, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. This has been so helpful, Kayla. And I hope that our writer and anyone listening who has a similar experience found something helpful for them and practical that they can lean into, that they can take off some of that pressure and just allow the beauty of faith to take place. So thank you so much for everything that you shared. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, it's time for the May We Suggest segment of the podcast, where we suggest to you the things that we have been reading, watching, eating, or wearing this week that just made us really happy to be alive. Everything we suggest will be linked in the description of this episode for you to check out. So Kayla, what is your suggestion this week? Oh my goodness. Well, (laughs) as I have four children and a very kind of full life. I love coffee. And <laughs> we have a great black owned, um, not, but national, um, coffee brand outside of that is coming out of Iowa and it's called black and bold and the coffee is so good and you can pick it up at target. Um, oh. but I just, I highly recommend it. And, um, yeah, if you're, if you're a coffee person, I think you'll like it. <laughs> That sounds incredible. And I'm probably yeah. going to go get, get a little bit after this. <laughs> yes. I'm always on the search for new coffee. Always. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, my suggestion this week uh, goes a little bit hand in hand with our letter. I'm going to be suggesting, I'm sure many of you have already listened to this, but some, maybe some people haven't. I'm going to suggest the Bible in, in a Year podcast mm-hmm. um, hosted by Father Mike Schmitz. I think it's just such a wonderful podcast that is, first of all, bite-sized, which is great for mothers with really busy schedules, don't have a lot of time to themselves. Um, But it's such a wonderful way to interact every single day with scripture and make it a really normal part of your day rather than Mm -hmm. something that you go, wow, it's been a while since I've read the Bible. So um, that is what I'm suggesting. It has really helped me familiarize myself with um, stories that you know, when we're talking about scripture, we, I think we tend to go to a lot of kind of the same stories. And so this Bible really helped me to familiarize myself, especially as someone that was newer to faith, um, years ago with stories that I never heard anyone really talk about. So that's my suggestion this week. I love that. And that, like, that is so true what you said. And that is one of the reasons why I have a podcast, Liturgies for Parents. And it's just every Monday we drop like a 10 minute episode with scripture 
oh. a prayer and a benediction. It's just like a blessing to send you out. And I hear that parents listen to it like in the car and the way to school drop off or in the morning when they're getting ready or on their lunch break, on a walk or whatever it is, just as one of those offerings as a reset, right? Mm-hmm. And just a moment to reflect, to take a breath, to pray, to hear some scripture and just kind of get a little bit rooted um, because life can be really intense. So I love, I love podcasts that, that kind of invite us into that. And it's honestly a, like a discipline and a practice for me to get my mic and to get my Bible and to, to write a prayer or turn to one of the books. Um, it, it helps me stay accountable. So I hope that it, you know, is another option to meet parents where they are. That's amazing. That sounds like exactly what every busy parent needs in the morning. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. And again. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And coffee. <laughs> so our suggestions give you everything that you need in the morning. <laughs> okay. Well, to wrap up this episode before we head out, Kayla, how can listeners find and connect with you and check out what you are up to? Yeah, I love it. I love it when I hear from moms and dads and aunts and uncles and teachers and kids ministry leaders um, because I don't write in a vacuum. Like I write what you're sharing with me. These prayers, these reflections, they sure they come out of my life, but they also are a reflection of so many different people. So I love when people reach out, definitely reach out. I'm KaylaCraig.com. That's where you can find my newsletter, which I call a care package of prayers. Um, (laughs) And you can find the podcast liturgies for parents. And I'm always on Instagram and that's where you can find breath prayers and little prayers to borrow um, all the way from holidays and holy days to just like ordinary moments to prayers of grief and lament. And that's liturgies for parents on Instagram. And then I have a book of prayers. It's called To Light Their Way. And those are just prayers for parents to borrow in all different ages and stages of your life as you're praying for your kids. Um, and then my new book, Every Season Sacred, Sacred is really a whole year, a whole year's worth wow. of resources for you. And so it's split up into weeks And it goes through the seasons um, and no matter who you are, like I think of our letter writer, right? But no matter what season of life you're in, I think you're going to kind of care for your own soul so that you can care for the souls of your kids. So there's a reflection for each week of the year. Then there's a breath prayer. There's scripture references that you can go to for each of those weeks. Um, And then there are these open-ended questions. So not only can you use them for your own reflection, but then you can share them with your family, your spouse, your kids, the people you live with, your neighbors. And then there are two shared prayers that you can have each week, depending on like kind of what age or season of life your family is in. Um, And that takes you through the whole year. So it'll take you through Advent and Christmas, Lent and Easter to summer months and just kind of all the different rhythms of our lives um, that we experience throughout the year. So I hope that it does provide a little bit of that that scaffolding um, for parents in the busy time of life. That's incredible. I love the idea of taking all these prayers throughout the seasons because our faith is seasonal, goes through changes mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, it kind of um, morphs into something different sometimes. I think that's such a beautiful um, concept for a book. It also sounds like it's so practical, which is what so many people are just hungry <laughs> for is something that a little bit 
that is just a little bit more practical to get through their day. Um, so everyone, please go check out her podcast, uh, Instagrams, if you want, just, just to scroll by and, and see something beautiful and check out those books. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can search my name on any of the socials and reach out. And of course, check out Wallflower Journal, where we have new articles every week about relationships, beauty recipes, personal stories, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Wallflower today. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can send your letter to dearwallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. Every letter we read will be kept totally anonymous. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.